Hey y'all. Hi. Come on in. Give yourself a hug. You all right? You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Bruise Flowers Podcast. My name is Tanisha. And if you are here, I want you to know that you are a super dope person. And I'm so excited to have you here along with my special guest. Say hey, Darian. Hey, y'all. So I'll just introduce her a little. Um, Darian has been a longtime client of mine. Shout out to Icy Beauties, a little plug yes. right there. Yes. <laughs> so I met her a couple years back when I moved to Jacksonville. Thank you for considering me as your lash artist. Yes, she is my permanent lash artist. Even when you feel like, oh, I'm done, mm-mm. Well, we have to talk about that because no. I trained a lot of people who can service you <laughs> when I decide to let this go. Okay. But anyway, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> so Darian has been a great client of mine. Um, I asked you to come on to the podcast because I know a little bit about your story and I know that your story can resonate with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So if you're okay with talking about some yeah. tough things, and I'm okay having you here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like you're in the Air Force. Yes. How many years did you do in the Air Force? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Well, keep on going. What are you, you thinking about sticking it out? Yeah. <laughs> you don't seem sure. I'm, I'm halfway there. Might as well. <laughs> well, I'm one to talk because I did 13 and... I, I let it go a little bit. Yeah, it's, but, hard. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard being in the service as a woman and especially as a black woman. Yes. So I know that you dealt with a lot of uh, hardships in the military. Mm -hmm. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, I'm sorry. Before we get there, how did you even join the military? Like what led you to join in the military? Man. Let me tell you. Okay, get real <laughs> get real day county on them. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> Tell the people, tell the people. So, I didn't want to do school. You didn't want to go to school? I was like, I graduated high school. I was like, I don't want to do school no more. I'm tired of waking up early. <laughs> I'm tired of reading stuff. I don't want to do it. So, I was like, let me, let me do something different. I like to travel. And at that time, I was, I was still in school. It was around, yeah, like my 11th grade, going into my 12th grade year, I was talking to an army recruiter. Oh, I know it was the army. They was on the high schools, oh, heavy. Oh my gosh, they was heavy. Ooh, heavy in the high school. And she was on my ass. <laughs> like, she had my <laughs> number, she was texting me. The recruiter? Yeah, the recruiter. I'm like, man, okay. Like she, she sold it good. So started the paperwork or whatever. And I just, I didn't hear nothing else from her. So I'm reaching out, sending her emails, sending her texts and never heard anything back. So I'm like, okay, just chill or whatever. Like I'm still in school, it's no rush, but still wanted to do something. And so what was the driving force that made you like, I'm gonna go? my aunt so my aunt right now she is a chief master sergeant Ooh. that's an e9 mm, in big the air force and we was talking 
and she was like, why don't you join the Air National Guard? I was like, what the hell is the Air National Guard? I always heard about the Army, never the mm -hmm. Air Force. So, it's like, okay. Talked to a recruiter. They gave me dates already. So, I was like, okay. And got my job. What job did you decide to go with? I So, in the Air Force, it's considered a personnelist, but... I'm pretty sure on the outside is, um, you'll kind of call it like a human resource. Admin, admin yeah, work, like human admin, yeah. Okay, so you're in the office, you're doing a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Um, exactly like, what kind of paper? Like, I know human resources, but that's so broad. Yes. Like, what so, was your specialty? So it, it really was considered like a administrative job, um, but what I did was, uh, a lot of the members, when they got ready to promote, I did their promotion orders, and I was the one that made sure that they got paid. Um, people, oh, so people love you. Listen, <laughs> people—they knew my name. Oh, go to Quinn. She gonna get it done. Ooh, don't slap. Oh man. yeah, look. <laughs> you get excited. <laughs> you get excited, right? I, my uh, my good friend Tiffany um, was in human resources. We were okay. in the military together, and everybody hated her and loved her at the same time. Yes. Because she like, is the person who will get you there or keep you there. Right. I loved it. Tiffany yeah. was my friend. Like, you was, need me. Hey, we're <laughs> friends. <laughs> so look, I know you were the person yes. that people wanted to go to. So I did. that's pretty cool. I did their reenlistment paperwork. So when they want, you know, they decided to like renew their contract, mm -hmm. I was the one that did it and made sure that they got paid. So I was, I was really that go-to. I am that that go-to person. Are that go-to yes, person because I you're am. still in, right? I'm still. So, in. is there any aspect of your position that is like uh, it's like kind of heavy or, or kind of painful for you to do in your human resources position? It is. It would be the my position as a casualty representative. So with that. Um, when our members go uh, do like temporary deployments or when they go out on like full-time deployments, um, I'm considered a casualty rep. So God forbid if anybody gets hurt, uh, injured, or you know, God forbid they get deceased, they become deceased or whatever, I have to do that paperwork and be the one to get dressed up and go to their family and tell them the bad news. So how does that feel when you actually get the paperwork in front of you, get in the car after you get dressed with your uniform on and go to that service member's home to present to it's, their family? It's like you have, you have to put, you gotta put your feelings off to the side because within that time frame, um, you have to do it within like 48 hours because mm -hmm. you have to do it before the news, the news get to it and the news reporters tell their family and now they're calling our base like, well, why the hell y'all ain't, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a time crunch. So it's very fast paced. It's really no time to think, mm. but it is, you have to, you know, you have to think, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's, you, you have, have to, to get prepared. Your, yeah, you, you have, have to, to get prepared, right. And all emotions 
is out the window at that time. So I just, I had to put my game face on and after the fact, it's like, it just, that's when it just hits you. When you sitting there by yourself, it's just like, damn, like what happened? Life is precious. It's, it's precious. And not knowing who it is until you get that piece of paper sitting at your desk. You have know. you ever um, have you ever ran across a piece of paper with somebody's name on it that you knew personally? Yes, and it it shocked me. I didn't know. I didn't even know. I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know how to take it because you're talking to this person every day, cracking jokes with them. You know, that was your go-to. You know, that was my person who I went to to make sure stuff get done and to get called two o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, rushing to get to, you know, my desk to, okay, it's another casualty, but then it's that one, you know, it's somebody, somebody close. close. Yeah, it is scary. It was, man. Take a deep breath. Come on, let's do it. Come on, inhale and exhale. Now, very delicately, so we don't disturb our mics, we're gonna give ourselves a hug. Yes. You deserve a hug right now. I deserve a hug. Thank you for being strong enough to go and tell the families devastated news, because I know it's not easy. Yeah. And that, I commend you for. I yeah. used to try to do the, uh, well, I used to be on the arms team or whatever. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Really? I cry in a second. See, I didn't even know that was in my job description. I was like, what? It's like, oh, Quinn, you a casualty rep. Okay. You just threw it on yeah. you? Yeah. Then the first one came, like, what? Oh, okay. Mm. Then all types of people coming up to you, asking you questions, and it's like, you just trying to take a grasp of everything. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, yeah. thank you for, for doing that for us, for your country. Thank so, you. Thank you for that. Um, wow. Now, look at me thinking human resources and admin are just, just pushing, they just pushing paperwork. paper. So you just totally shifted my my view <laughs> on the paper pushers yeah. Yeah. that we need so desperately because I hate paperwork. So I'm grateful for people like you yeah. who don't mind doing it. And it's me um, that love the paperwork. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So since we know a little bit about what you do in the military, um, of course your aunt led you to join, that's amazing. Um, so the big question right now, do you consider yourself a bruised flower? Yes. 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 Yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when, when I asked you that, like, what does that mean to you? Like, how does it feel when you hear the word bruised flowers? Or bruised flowers, sorry. When I hear the words bruised flowers, um, it's, it's like... What does it feel like in your chest, in your stomach? What's the first thought that comes to your brain? It's like you, you, you know how you get in a fight? Mm -hmm. a, a, a bitch don't beat your ass. <laughs> like you just, you feel bruised, but you... <laughs> yes, we gonna have to breathe. <laughs> all that out but how you 
you just feel beat up inside, but you you keep telling yourself that you have to keep going. Mm -hmm. And that would be, you know, that would be one of my words is like, it's it's like resiliency, mm. you know? Even though you, you done made it through the mud, all that stuff, you mentally just tell yourself you have to keep going. Yes. So, yes, I consider myself a bruised flower. All right, so was the military a factor in you feeling like you became a bruised flower? Yes, that was... Because a bruised flower, what, what this podcast is all about is people who deal with, with things, with stuff, mm -hmm. with life. So in the military, what, what have you dealt with that, that you would even consider yourself a bruised flower? I know for me, uh, loyalty and support was, well, it is a, a huge thing for me. So in my, my position, I see these people almost 24 mm -hmm. seven. Your so, co Yeah, so I, you, you build a relationship with these people, you know, even outside the gate, outside the uniform, you consider them family. Mm -hmm. So you would hope and you would think, uh, you know, I can have a work relationship with this person and also have, you know, this other relationship with them to where we can talk about your your family and your kids and stuff and you know we all you know I I, I know about you I know you mm -hmm. um but I've, I've been in positions where I felt like I didn't have support where I've been constantly thrown up under the bus and in my position I, I have I have leadership I have supervisors who where I am going through situations like this, that's that's who I go to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, following that, that chain of command, you know, telling them what's going on or whatever, and not getting that support, and it's just me dealing with it, you know, where I have to talk to commanders about stuff, and half of the time, I don't even know what's going on, and I'm trying to fend for myself, it's like, like, where's my support? That's why it's so important to document everything. Yes. Every issue, every situation, that will be one piece of advice that I will give anybody who considers joining the military or who is actively in the military, document everything. Because I know I went through situations where I did not document things that mm -hmm. happened and I regretted it. And yes. even to this day, like, dang, if I just had it on paper, like, yep. things could have been different. Yep. And so, if you actually document things that happen or feelings that you have, you know, you can you can see a pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see a pattern. You can see you can see different ways that that you can challenge the system, or mm -hmm. you can put down on paper like in this position, you were not here for me as a leader, right. and I don't like this, and and I don't feel safe in this environment. Like, fix it, change it. Right. And if you can't fix it or change it for me, I'm gonna go over your head and see I've been in positions where I did that and breaking the chain of command so I that's broke another it, mm -hmm. and they'll they used it against me mm -hmm. to where they they'll hold up my my promotion or if I wanted to take time to go see my family down south they'll they'll take that away from me so all that all that little small stuff it may seem like small but it just kept constantly happening mm. and 
I didn't know how to channel all that stuff. So it just built up to where I felt like, you know what, let me go to the doctor. And to be told that I suffer from depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then later down the road in my, my military career, now I've grown to have PTSD and a small case of bipolar, like all that stuff is, especially for, for me as a black person, it's like. A black woman. Yeah. Not just like, a black person, you're a black woman in the like, military. What? Yeah, cause you know, growing up, like we've, our family never talked about depression like that. Sweep it up on a rug, mm -hmm. suck it up, keep going. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like for me, it was just different. It was like, no, like something gotta change. Either me or the environment that I'm in. And I felt like the the first step was was to see a doctor. You went to a therapist or just a regular doctor? I went to see a therapist. A mental health yes. therapist? Yes. So how did that feel? It was awkward. Did you feel like you were crazy going in? Or I that felt, you were ashamed? I felt ashamed and I felt embarrassed. Mm. Because first of all, I I this that this it was new. It was new for me. So, you know, talking to the, the psychiatrist or whatever, I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out and she's just looking at me like, just smiling. I'm like, let me get myself <laughs> together because <laughs> this don't feel right. Like, and that's another thing, um, finding the right doctor mm. that's for you because my first time dealing with a psychiatrist, she wasn't for me. She smiled through everything like, I, I'm talking to you and I'm bawling my eyes out and you sitting here smiling. I, well, let me get myself together because now you are making, <laughs> I really feel crazy now. Like, y'all already done diagnosed me with all this stuff and you sitting here smiling like. Well, I, I mean, that's commendable. <laughs> that's commendable to actually go forward and say that I need help. Right. Because a person like me, for a long time, I could not admit that I needed help. You know what I'm saying? And that, and I I completely identify with you saying that you were ashamed. Something happened to me very traumatic and I was ashamed. And for years I never said anything. I couldn't talk about it. Right. That'll be on another episode. Yes. But yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> but you're a brave person. You're a very strong person. You might not feel like that because you had to see a psychiatrist or you, you know, you have PTSD. Okay certain situations push us there mm -hmm. so that is something that we should never be ashamed about right. but as long as you go seek the help that you need you know what i'm saying like right that's it that's yeah. it that's what you you're a strong person yeah. so um all right so therapy now during this time that you were feeling depressed and getting diagnosed with with your with your uh what is what are they called yeah. Which are, is this, it's not diagnosis? a, which are diagnosis, yeah. were you dating at all? Did you have somebody significant in your life? I, I did, and during that time, it was, I was still going through the troubles of finding the right doctor for mm -hmm. me. So on top of all that other stuff that was going on, dealing with that, it was, it was frustrating because I felt like I couldn't get I couldn't get to a resolution. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I'm just battling all this stuff by myself. And I I probably, 
I won't say I probably, I can admit that I did take some of that stuff at home. You took some of your issues home? Yes. To your, to you had a boyfriend? my ex, yes. An ex-boyfriend? Yes. Okay. I have to make sure because you never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know, so um, you were carrying a lot of uh, pressures back home. Yeah. So how did that affect your relationship? Because I, I wanted to go home and talk to him about it because he he was in the military too mm -hmm. so i would think he would understand and you know give me some pointers because he was in longer than i was at the mm -hmm. time but he was the type of person that was just like oh don't take that stuff home with you you know you leave it at the gate or whatever like that's it's easy said none you know what I'm saying so you didn't feel like you were being supported I, yeah so it, it was like across the board I didn't feel like I was supported and dealing with his issues and stuff it was it was it was hard it was frustrating um that relationship oh my god it was it was getting juicy it was toxic you, you, just, <laughs> you didn't brush the hair it back. was toxic oh my I goodness. need to put my hand over my head because I was like, how did I last that long? Well, Six how years. did you? Six years you were in a relationship yes. with this person? Yes. I don't know how I did it. Now, what was the, well, you said your ex. So what was the, what was the big issue that caused you guys to break up? <sighs> it was, it was abuse. It was physical, verbal, just across the board, like spiritual. Like it was, it was just overall abuse. He made me feel this small. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how much I tried to support him, you know, be there for him, I felt like I was, I wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, like yeah, he he used to put his hands on me, like especially when he had a drink. He didn't know how to hold his alcohol, and. If I said something that was out of the way, you we say fight. something Dade County, yeah, Miami. <laughs> we will fight like we will fight like we was out on the street, like quite <laughs> like what is you doing, like wow. And so you had to carry that back to work, yes, and like, function, and then go home carrying right. things from work. Like this man, he oh my gosh, let me tell y'all. <laughs> Like, I forgot, it was one situation where we was at a, a mutual friend's kickback. Mm -hmm. And before that, he told me that they had, cause they all grew up in school together. Mm -hmm. So they had, it wasn't like a reunion, but it was like a like a get together kickback yeah. for all of the kids that went to school or whatever. So he told me that it wasn't no significant others invited. So I was like, okay, I didn't think nothing of it. So then we go to the kickback one just a regular kickback mm -hmm. what they had one weekend and one of the girls that my ex went to school with asked me if i was gonna come to the little shindig and i was like well i wasn't invited so she had her drink in her and she was like oh <laughs> she so, told on him yeah <laughs> so i already had a couple of drinks in me so i was like oh okay so I asked, I was like, well, if you didn't want me to come, like, you could have just said that. Mm -hmm. Don't 
make a lie about it. You know, I was chill or whatever. I didn't, I ain't raise hell. Yeah. yeah. So we get home or whatever. And now he's trying to like be all up on me. Like, hey, babe. I'm like, uh-uh, don't talk to me. Cause you sat here and you told me a lie. So that's when hell broke loose. He got up, he started throwing stuff. He threw the mirror at me. He threw hangers at me. Like pillows, oh, I'm like this man. Yes, like he he turned up. So I'm like, no, he told me to he told me to get myself to get out. Like shit, I'm, bye. I, <laughs> you that don't make me no never mind. Mm -hmm. I got my own stuff anyway. Like I got my own apartment. I will leave. So get my stuff. He telling me oh, you ain't you ain't nothing or whatever. So it. It turned physical, and he called the police on me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like, you would do that to me? Did you go to jail? I didn't go to jail because he called my mama. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Your what? mom is the police? Right. No, he called, I guess he, he called her to tell her that we were in an altercation. Mm -hmm. And then she called me while I was sitting on the curb waiting for the police. Yeah, you need... Come to my oh, house. Oh, wow. Like, it, was, it was toxic. Wow. <laughs> but it was all that stuff. It was, it was bad. It was bad. And that was my first time ever going through that. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's hard. Domestic violence is very hard. It is. I was in a relationship where I got hit once. Well, I didn't get hit. I got bit on my back. Wait, why <laughs> y'all biting? Ass, with some big ass teeth. Like, why you gonna bite me? Why you biting me on my back? Why you biting me? So you could. That's like a sneak attack. Like yeah, that's what it was. A why, dang why? on sneak attack. But why you use your mouth? Why you? Why you use hey, your teeth? It is what it is. But I pushed past it. So you. That's how right. did you push past that situation that put you in a bad space and hurt you? Like, what did you do? I had, outside of therapy I had to I had to tell myself because everything everything is a choice mm. I had to tell myself you know you have to get up out of this situation mm -hmm. you can't always beat yourself up for what happened and point the finger at other people mm -hmm. you know take accountability, accountability. Yes. and be responsible suck it up and you know push forward Ooh. Let's repeat that. Take accountability. Take accountability. Be responsible. Be responsible. What else I said? Push forward. You push forward. Suck it up and keep keep going. You know, um, it it sucked. It it took a long time, but now I'm to a place where I'm happy, and I don't I don't feel like. You know, I, I'm not in that, that position anymore. Mm -hmm. I know the steps to, you know, if I'm feeling down, I know how to get myself out of that funk now. Mm. So that, yeah, that go back to that word, resiliency. Mm -hmm. So it, the journey was, it, it was rough, but that outcome feels so much better. So I'm a bruised flower, whatever, but... <laughs> I got there. All right, so, wow, this was this was great. We're gonna take a short intermission really quick, pay some bills. Yes. Like my mentor loves to say, I gotta take a break real quick, pay some bills, so, uh, yeah. All right.
All right, so now to the juicy good stuff that everybody <laughs> wants to hear. Yes. Um, so your journey and your story has been one of a lot of, what can we call it? What can we call it? Well, your story is... I don't even... Yeah. It, it was it's, a lot. It's just a lot. It That's a all lot. you can describe is like, <laughs> a yeah. lot. 21 Savage right. was like, a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> <was> a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, you're still here with us right now. You're thriving. You're beautiful. You're still in the military, correct? Yes. Yes, I Don't am. do it like that. You're still in. Just listen, 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 listen. You chose to stay in. That's right. Keep a positive a mindset. It's your choice. It's your career. Make it great. Yes. All right? So since you feel like you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and Ooh. and you figured it out, <laughs> you know, you're mentally healthy now. Um, now you can guide somebody else, you know, who, who may share the same type of experience that you've had. Mm -hmm. So I want to close this out, but I want you to tell us and be honest and open. What advice would you give a female in the military, a black female in the military who is experiencing domestic violence or abuse or any type of mental health issues? What could you truly say to them that maybe can push them over to the, mm -hmm. you know, to the other side of hope? I would say for black girls coming into the military, find find you a mentor yes find someone who who can who can guide you mm -hmm. and you know who have your best interests mm -hmm. because i had that and that environment was so toxic that they had to leave and it was the the communication it got lost so I, I didn't have any more mentors, but yes, for girls coming in, find, find that mentor. It's okay to, to seek help. Mm -hmm. um, I would recommend it. I, I, I would highly recommend it. You don't, you don't always have to hit rock bottom mm. to, to find help. You can, you can use it as what almost like a life coach, you know, mm -hmm. to always guide you and to get that unbiased opinion, mm -hmm. um, that advice, or you know, just have someone to talk to where they're not picking sides, you know, where they they see the whole picture. Um, military one source, that's how I found it, mm -hmm. and especially since this whole pandemic. This has happened. Um, they have offered civilian services as well, so where it doesn't come out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And I feel like going that route, I have found some of the best doctors. And I, till this day, I could text them like right now, what time it is? Probably like 10, 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> and just get help or it just have that peace of mind and just having someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. but, and it don't even have to be a doctor. Just find someone that you can confide in and, you know, who who really who really wants the best for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So find mentorship. Maybe, well, 
how we used to do when a new soldier would come into you know our unit or whatever um you will be assigned to a battle buddy yeah you will be assigned to somebody who shows you the ropes shows you the ins and outs mm -hmm. and you know maybe maybe now the military has changed and it's not so much of yeah. that community um but be brave enough to go build your own community when you join. Exactly. Like that's what I can recommend. Like seek people or seek people who who you can see value in, mm -hmm. you know? Like if you see that this particular soldier is the first is the first in formation mm -hmm. or lets others go before them in the child line, anything like those are the type of people that maybe you can surround yourself with right. selfless people people who want to see you thrive people who offer their right. expertise and experience right. like you never have to feel like you're alone right and one another thing don't seclude yourself yes because it's you, not a military of one it's a military exactly of all everybody and so you think secluding yourself you you stick out like a sore thumb still <laughs> like i done tried it yes <laughs> right and it don't work so yeah, just just get out there, do your best, um, be yourself, be yourself, and you know make make it your journey and make it a good journey. All right. Yeah. Well, man. thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> See, I told y'all that I talk to totally dope people yes. who are totally courageous and who share their stories of survival at life and in business. So if this episode resonated with you, um, then come back and join us again. Bruce Flowers Podcast. Yes. Give me a hit. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>